1: Have you always wanted to visit Unity Village, or maybe you long to return? Join the Come Home to Unity Retreat, October 14th to 17th. Meet other Unity people from all over the country. Explore the 100-year-old village and learn more about its founders. Deepen your prayer practice and find a space for solitude on these prayer-saturated grounds. Now's the time for travel and togetherness. Learn more at unityvillage.org forward slash come home.
0: With Reverend Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley.
2: Aloha! So happy to be with you this morning, so grateful to share the living Word of God (laughs) that resides in our hearts and in A Course in Miracles. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and today we're going to look at resentment and forgiveness, something I know a lot about, both of them. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I'm so happy to join with you. We're going to start off, as we always do, with a prayer and a blessing. So I invite you to... Place your hand on your heart. And we take a breath of love and gratitude together. We move into our heart and we recognize I am that I am. And I am one with the I am presence of everyone. We invoke the higher Holy Spirit self into our awareness. We are grateful and thankful to declare that we're willing to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit, that we're willing to let go of resentment and to choose forgiveness. We're grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds to the truth that sets us free. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with all beings because we are one with them. In gratitude, we know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hmm. So today we've got a lot of stuff happening astrologically, and we have our equinox today, the autumn equinox. And it's a powerful day energetically. And while the world of effects is not real, meaning it's not eternal, And it is temporary. We are having a temporary experience in which we experience the collective energy and effects. And everything is a an expression of the collective mind, the one mind. And so what I experience happening now is this very intense, concerted, pressure, like the pressure that makes a diamond, the pressure for all of us to let go of that which is false and to be our real self and our true self. Now, in um, chapter 15 which is the Holy Instant, section 7 which is entitled The Needless Sacrifice, it has one of my my favorite sentences uh, that's Helpful to me in my living practice of love, and particularly my living practice of forgiveness and releasing resentment. It says here in paragraph three no one would choose to let go what he believes has value. So, the invitation on this day, in this very moment, whenever you're listening to this and whatever. Day or year or month, it happens to be when you're listening to it. It doesn't matter because we all live in the eternal now. The invitation that I'm offering you is to look at resentments that you have yet to let go of. So, resentments, grudges, unforgiveness, the hurt, the blame, the shame anything that you're holding against anyone. We can even resent ourselves, right? Isn't that what regret, in a sense, is when we're resenting ourselves? So no one would let go of what he believes has value. So anything that you haven't let go of, you believe has value. Now, it says very clearly in Lesson 68, we were talking about last week with Jennifer Ruth Russell and uh, her song uh, on Lesson 68. So in there, just turning to that page, it says so clearly I love this part. It is as sure as those who hold grievances will forget who they are, as it is certain that those who forgive will remember. And it says also in, and that's paragraph 3, in paragraph 2 of Lesson 68, it says, He who holds grievances denies he was created by love, and his creator has become fearful to him in his dream of hate. Who can dream of hatred and not fear God? Fearing God is something that many people have going on, and they don't even realize it. It operates in the background of their life because they're choosing to hold on to resentment, unforgiveness, the blame, the hurt, the upset, and because no one would choose to let go of what has value, any spiritual student that's holding on to these things and choosing to value them, Because it takes energy to hold on to that stuff. It takes a lot of energy to hold on to that stuff. It's like this in a sense. Have you ever had the experience of deciding to clean out your closets and get rid of all the stuff that you've been hoarding, right, out of fear and laziness? We only hoard things if we have this belief that in the future we might not have enough. So we have to hoard things now because the time could come in the future when we're going to be poverty stricken. So that's why people hoard things. And, um, of course, some of the, oh, the most challenging experiences in our life come from hoarding right hoarding is an active belief in lack and limitation people hoard forgiveness unforgiveness they hoard resentments they hoard regrets in a sense they do they hold on to them they stockpile them as though somehow without them they will be powerless that was me that's how i know what it feels like because that was me And I didn't let go of that stuff because I did not believe it had uh, that uh, I believed it had value and I believed that I needed those things to make me strong, to keep me from being weak, to keep other people from taking advantage of me and nothing could be further from the truth. So going back to if you've ever hoarded lots of stuff, you know, old clothes and Books and all kinds of stuff that you just you don't need. Never going to read those books again. Probably never going to crack them. Or and a lot of those clothes they don't fit you anymore. They're out of style. You don't like them. All kinds of things that you might hoard and hold on to that could easily be given to somebody who could make use of them who would benefit greatly from them a lot of times we have really nice clothes in our closet that if we could move it along somebody could find that outfit and wear it to a job interview you know um, i know last year when i was living in england i bought everything practically for my house from the goodwill and i was so grateful for the many uh, uh, things that I found there. Of course, it wasn't actually the Goodwill in England, it was, um, the Trestle Trust, which is kind of a Goodwill that helps people and feeds people. So, um, when we, when, when we do finally say, okay, I don't need all this junk, I'm gonna clear all this out. You know, and you get rid of all the newspapers that you you've been stockpiling. You're never going to read them. All the old magazines. You're never going to read them, and all that stuff. I mean, I have taken bags and bags and bags and bags and bags and boxes of books, hundreds of books, to the library and donated them. And all of that, when you do that clearing, oh, Doesn't it feel like there's such a breath of fresh air happening in your house energetically? You can feel the shift in what um, people talk about, the feng shui, the energy in your home just clears right out. It's, It's the same thing that can happen, too, if you take a lot of Maybe if you have a lot of old pictures of your family in frames, you just put all those away for a while. It just can feel like a big clearing. You're not keeping people in the past anymore. So when we let go of the resentments and the regrets and we choose forgiveness, we're really saying, I do not value being stuck in the past anymore. I'd like to move forward now. I'd like to move forward into a life of love now. And I've been teaching forgiveness for 15 years. And one of the main things that I've learned in teaching forgiveness is that until we're willing to let go and let God We cannot actually harvest the wisdom from our experiences. It remains elusive. And so as long as we're thinking this shouldn't have happened, this was bad, and this was wrong, then what we're doing is we're saying, I value more than anything else, more than my freedom, more than my health, more than my wealth, more than peace of mind more than creativity more than wisdom more than joy more than freedom more than anything else i love and worship i idolize the meaning that i have made the interpretation that i have made of my experiences in the past my choices of who to blame and to who to hold responsible I adore these, I love them, and I am trading them for my happiness. I'm trading my happiness, rather, to hold on to these memories. So no one would choose to let go what he, he values. So we're valuing the meaning we've made of our experiences when we hold on to the resentments, the regrets, the grudges the hurts, the condemnation. And if we think we're the one that's going to make someone else pay for their sins against us, we're actually saying, I am going to dedicate my life, I'm going to dedicate my happiness, sacrifice my happiness for to make sure that this happens. To make sure. And that's why this section in A Course in Miracles is called The Needless Sacrifice. It is not needed. It is a waste of effort. See, and as long as we're saying, oh, I know what the meaning of everything is, therefore I'm the one who judges, I'm the one who blames, I'm the one who holds onto these things and administers the justice in my mind, as long as we say, I am the one who does that, then we actually cannot harvest the learning that's encoded into our experiences. And so whether we do it just mentally or we actually do it physically, we're doomed to keep repeating mentally, emotionally, and oftentimes physically, the same experiences again and again. So we literally keep whatever feels like a betrayal alive. We keep the shame alive. We keep the blame alive. Through that resentment, through that hurt, and so we're making a sacrifice of what we could be happy now. But you see, I, I totally understand this because I used to live this way in in holding grudges, and and my my classes and everything that I do is dedicated to supporting people in realizing that it is indeed a needless, pointless sacrifice is we think that if we do let go, that other people will take advantage of us. Or we think if we do let go of our opinions and judgments and truly move into forgiveness, that somehow the the people that should have been punished won't be punished. But you know, the thing is, is no one can escape their karma. No one can escape it. There is a divine justice, but we don't know what it is. We don't need to know. Who among us really, truly wants to be punished for our transgressions? You see, this is why all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. All forgiveness is self-forgiveness. If we're experiencing all kinds of Suffering because things that, are, things that are happening to us is probably an outpicturing or a mirroring of our own beliefs showing up in the world of form. You know, and one of the, the most common resentments really is when we give to someone. And they do not give what we think they should in return. So we're giving to get, giving our love, giving our affection, giving our time, giving our energy, whatever it is that we're giving. And if we don't get what we think we should get, the respect, the admiration, the adoration, or even the money, the time, the energy, whatever it is, if we're not getting it in return, That's often a cause of resentment. But the truth is, underneath that, we know that we've been giving to get. And that's not loving. That's control. That's manipulation. And so the person for us to forgive is not the person who we think has taken advantage of us. But we forgive ourselves. We forgive ourselves for giving to get for trying to manipulate and coerce people into loving us, respecting us, hiring us, paying us, all the different ways that we have tried to manipulate and coerce people. And now we're resenting them because they didn't do what they we thought they should do. And the meaning that we made of it is the cause of our resentment. No one would choose to let go what he believes has value. As long as we believe these resentment ha- resentments have value, we are going to be living in pain and suffering. Now, in this section, the needless sacrifice, it says here, In paragraph two, the ego establishes relationships only to get something. So you see, when we're giving to get, then that's an ego-based relationship. It says here, and it would keep the giver bound to itself through guilt. So when we're in a relationship only to get something... (laughs) When we're in a relationship only to get something, then we're going to be bound by guilt. Yes, we are. Because we know that's not loving. So then we go into resentment. But the person that we're really upset with is ourselves. You see? We're mad at ourselves for manipulating once again trying to control once again when we know it doesn't bring happiness we know it doesn't bring love we know it doesn't bring joy we know it doesn't bring beauty but we've tried it once again we've identified with the ego once again we've moved into that giving to get place and now we're cherishing our resentment And we're projecting our own inner guilt and shame for repeating the same mercenary things all over again. And we're actually blaming our upset on someone else. It just cycles around and around and around. It's like a resentment stew. And it is a gnarly, bitter bowl of stew to eat again and again and again isn't that what we do well we can give all that over with true forgiveness I'm going to talk about this more when we come back from the break I'm Jennifer Hadley and we're talking about A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio where we're living the love and we're walking the talk we're doing it together and I'll be right back
0: Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free every Friday at 2 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
2: We're talking about resentment and forgiveness, and uh, if you're new to this radio broadcast, you might be interested to know that I have a free forgiveness workshop at JenniferHadley.com. It's right on the home page of my website, JenniferHadley.com, and it's called How to Get Over It how to get over it, and if you have issues of relationship, I just did over the weekend a free class called Stop Wrecking Your Relationships. I've I've wrecked so many relationships in my life, and I used to hold on to resentment uh, so intensely. I know an awful lot about it, so all of that has served me great and really understanding truly and deeply the power and the value, the life-changing, tremendous power and value of forgiveness. And so I have a passion for forgiveness. And I notice that sometimes I really still do have um, that pattern of resentment coming up for healing. And I recognize, oh, you know what? I don't value the resentment. I value love instead. And there is no other love except God's love. In fact, in this section we've been talking about, the needless sacrifice, it says in paragraph one, there is no other love, just God's love. There is no other love that can satisfy you because there is no other love. There. This is the only love that is fully given and fully returned. And it's given to us by the Mother, Father, God presence, by the infinite, to its only Son, which is the Christ. And that's what we truly are. And this love, being complete, it asks nothing. Being wholly pure Everyone joined in it has everything. So that's the kingdom. We already have the kingdom. It's pre-installed. Love is not the basis for any relationship in which the ego enters. For every relationship on which the ego embarks is special. The ego establishes relationships only to get something and it keeps the giver who's trying to get something bound to the ego through guilt. It is impossible for the ego to enter into any relationship without anger, for the ego believes that anger makes friends. This is not its statement, but it is its purpose. For the ego really believes that it can get and keep by making guilty. So I once had an experience where, um, I've, actually I've had this experience thousands of times, but I think this one experience is a really good illustration of it. So um, somebody was upset because, uh, somebody I love was upset because I forgot to say thank you. For something they did, and it's not even that I forgot, it's I felt the gratitude in my heart. I just didn't say the words, I didn't express it in the world of form, and they needed to hear it. And it kind of took me aback, and I started to feel a bit of resentment like, you know, why do they have to hear that? Thank you, and then I realized, oh. If they're giving to get, they've got to hear that thank you. Otherwise, they feel they have wasted their energy. Because just giving for the sake of enjoying the pleasure of being in the flow of love is not what they were about. They were giving to get approval. They were giving to get appreciation. They were giving to get recognition. And believe me, I've I've participated in, the, in that a million, million times. So I i used to give to get was my normal way of being all the time. I didn't do anything if I didn't think I was going to get something in return. And so the thing that healed my mind of that or is still in the process of healing it is instead of having strings attached to everything, I recognize everything I give, I give to God. And everything I receive, I receive from God. Because God is all there is. There's no other place to receive from, and there's no other place to give to. So as long as I'm aware in my mind that I'm always in the flow of giving and receiving with God, then it does not matter if it seems like I give more to this person and I receive more from that person. It doesn't matter because it's all the same source. So it's just in the flow of giving and receiving with God, there is no other. But you see, if we're giving to get, then we will have resentment. And we will need the appreciation, we will need the thank you, we will need the validation, we will need the recognition. And if we don't get it, we're going to value that resentment. Because that's the gift the ego gives us when we don't get what the ego wants. Wants the recognition, the appreciation, the value. So the ego says, if I can't have what I really need, what I really want, I will accept this instead. You see, and then the ego keeps us in that perfect loop because inevitably, I mean, I have never in my life ever been in an ego based relationship, a special relationship with any person where. No matter how much we tried to keep it reciprocal, that resentment did not emerge. Oh, I gave more than you. I gave more than you. You owe me. Ugh! takes us completely out of the flow of love. And you know, if we're not in the flow of love, then the only value that all that ego-based behavior does is it generates pain and suffering. That if enough pain and suffering is generated, it will wake us up to say, oh God, there has to be a better way. And so very few people that I know of as spiritual students choose to move into a path of true love, true abundance, True harmony, true peace, true openness and willingness because they feel the joy of it calling them. Most of us, we're pushed by the pain and we're pushed by the pain until it's excruciating. Then finally we go, there has to be a better way, but we can choose the better way every day. So, by waking up, and this is the practice of A Course in Miracles, and saying, in in, in, in our, upon our awakening to the higher Holy Spirit self, the I Am Presence, I Am that I Am, I Am putting the I Am in charge, the Holy Spirit in charge, the higher self, the Holy Self in charge, this day. This day, I'm surrendering resentments, guilt, blame, and shame. And I'm opening to living in true abundance, true peace, true harmony, true forgiveness. And now, in this needless sacrifice section, it says, The ego really believes that it can get and keep by making guilty. So when my loved one was upset with me and resentful because I didn't say thank you, what I saw arise in my mind was the pattern to say, (coughs) you know, I don't, I, for the most part, don't give to get. So I'm not looking for thank yous from anybody. So I forget sometimes to say thank you i do it's not that i don't feel gratitude but i just forget to actually say those words i feel it and i think others can feel what i'm feeling because i'm beaming it and broadcasting it and um you know the temptation was to say in a sense You don't feel it because you're giving to get. You're living from the ego. So I saw that that thought arise in my mind, and I thought, what? I would never want it. Why would I say that? Why would I say that? Ah, because I would be mirroring their ego and trying to make them feel guilty for giving to get. Because I'm angry, and I'm now mirroring them in resentment. So I thought, "Oh, this is fantastic, fantastic opportunity. Thank you, God, for me to heal the resentment, and the guilt, and the blame, and the shame, and all of it in my own mind, and in the mind of my loved one." Because All minds are joined. So this is the practice of A Course in Miracles. And it also is the practice of Ho'oponopono. So I'm living in Hawaii now. And Ho'oponopono is the Hawaiian ancient practice of forgiveness. And if you've never read the book Zero Limits and you struggle with forgiveness, uh, that book Zero Limits may help you and support you it's um it's wonderful, it's wonderful, and we study it in my uh, Masterful Living class, my year-long class, because in my Finding Freedom, which is my boot camp, and in my Masterful Living class, forgiveness is the most basic practice that we do, because we're about the business of clearing out all that resentment, all that guilt, so that we don't carry it around anymore, because We know that no one would choose to let go what he believes has value, and as long as we're valuing that which has no value, which is the resentment and the regret and the blame and the shame and the grudges, as long as we're choosing to value that, we're blocking the flow of love. And any true spiritual student... Is tired of blocking the love. Enough already. That The time has come and gone for us to learn from blocking the love. Now we can open our hearts and minds to the higher Holy Spirit self. And uh, as I was preparing for this broadcast, I'll tell you I was thinking about this TV show that I love. And I love the way the Holy Spirit speaks to me through... Movies and dramas and theater and poetry and all kinds of things like that. I've always loved those kinds of dramatic arts. And uh, I've been a playwright and I have a master's degree in screenwriting. And I love storytelling. I just love it. I love the way we can illustrate the power of love. And the futility of identifying with the ego through our storytelling. So one of my favorite TV shows is called Once, uh, which is Once Upon a Time. And uh, if you've never seen it, if you're in the U.S., I'm not sure about in the U.K., but in the U.S., you can watch the first four seasons on Netflix. And uh, they're live streaming on Netflix. And um, I don't know how many seasons there are, but I love this show, and um, it's basically about the fairy tale characters from the Enchanted Forest are cursed by the Evil Queen, and they're brought to a small town in Maine. So they're transported to our world, this small town in Maine, where their memories are gone, and they don't remember their true identity. So Snow White doesn't know who she is, and Prince Charming doesn't know who he is, and um, uh, it's, it's quite interesting because you, I really see the Holy Spirit speaking to us through these stories. Because all the stories in, in these episodes are about people finding the strength in their heart to choose love, to choose compassion, to choose kindness and to choose to be generous, and to forgive, and forgive, and forgive, to forgive themselves, and to forgive others, over and over again, episode after episode, and um, in season after season, as people, uh, they learn to love the people who feel unlovable, The evil queen becomes transformed, and uh, all the villains start to become transformed, because the, the loving people open their hearts to them and, and they start to feel someone loving them and having compassion for them and being kind to them. And there's this transformation that happens. Another thing I love about it is um, you, you really see uh, very strong, powerful women and you also see these men with these powerful hearts in service to these powerful women so the men and the women take turns being leaders but more often than not the the men are in service to the the women who are the leaders and uh it's it's also in a certain sense really showing this uh or mirroring this uh, time of the divine feminine the divine mother uh reemerging in our consciousness and opening in our hearts so i just think it's so fascinating the way that The consciousness clearing that's happening in each of us, we're seeing it mirrored in all kinds of movies and television shows. Uh, It's quite remarkable. Um, Yeah, it's really beautiful. So it's a great show to watch with a loved one and just talk about these characters and watch them forgive and release the resentments and the ones who don't, the ones who can't let go, how they struggle and struggle with their resentments, but the ones who open their heart in love and compassion, they're set free by it. Yes, and they grow stronger because of it, especially um, experience after experience. It's so beautiful. So no one would choose to let go what he believes has value. Let's no longer value that which is not valuable at all. Let's open our hearts and open our minds to the power of love active active in us. It says here in paragraph 3, The sick attraction of guilt must be recognized for what it is. For having been made real to you, it is essential to look at it clearly by withdrawing your investment in it, to learn to let it go. The attraction of guilt has value to you only because you have not looked at what it is and have judged it completely in the dark. So what A Course in Miracles tells us again and again is that our sense of shame and our sense of unworthiness, that belief that there's something evil, something bad, something wrong with us, something stupid, something unlovable, all of those different permutations of that one pattern of guilt, all of it can be healed through being willing to forgive and to let go. So all the shame and all the negativity that we direct against ourselves is a direct result of us not choosing love when we could. So let's look for the opportunities to forgive this day and every day. And if we're having trouble forgiving, it's really because there's some resentment, some blame that we are treasuring. It truly is no value to our spirit. And that pain is the indicator that we have a wrong perspective. wrong perspective is valuing that which is not valuable. The wrong perspective is thinking we're a body and we have to protect the body. Oh, I love these teachings of A Course in Miracles. So I'm so happy to share them with you right now. In this moment, you can hear the music. It's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. Don't forget the the forgiveness workshop. You can go and get it on the break at JenniferHadley.com. How to get over it. I'll be right back after this break. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're walking the talk. We're living the love. And I'll be right back.
3: You've seen Reality TV. Well, now get ready for Reality Radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio.
0: You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley.
2: Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about resentment and forgiveness. And I'm also going to mention, just before we get back into reading the needless sacrifice in the text... Of A Course in Miracles, Uh, you may have heard about my Finding Freedom Spiritual Boot Camp. I am offering it again right now. It's open for another couple of days. And uh, likewise, right now you can get that free class I just did Stop breaking your relationships. So my Finding Freedom Boot Camp is for people who would like my support and really working these teachings, applying them on a daily basis, Uh, getting lots of support from me. My Finding Freedom Boot Camp has uh, nine audio recordings and about 50 videos. It's got a 400-page workbook. And then you have a weekly class with me where you can ask anything at all, weekly class with me for the next three months. And we are starting on September 23rd. So if you'd like to have that boot camp experience, which means I give you the step by step what to do and how to really apply it so that you get out of trying to understand it intellectually and into a practical application of the heart because that is what has transformed my life and it it says here uh, in in, uh, the needless sacrifice that the attraction of guilt has value to you only because you have not really looked at what it is and you've judged that the, that guilt completely in the dark. As we bring the guilt to the light, your only question will be why it was you ever wanted it in the first place. You have nothing to lo- look lose by looking open-eyed for ugliness such as this, belongs not in your holy mind. This host of God can have no real investment here. It says here, The ego wishes no one well, yet its survival depends on your belief that you are exempt from its evil intentions. And this is how the ego talks us into the resentment. The ego counsels, That if you are host to it, it will enable you to direct its anger outward, thus protecting you from the anger. Right? If I hold on to the resentment, then I am not the guilty one. I am not the shameful one. I am not the bad one. If I'm the angry one, I am the one who has been wronged. It's just not true. That's insanity. Everything works together for our good, even what looks like a betrayal, even what looks like a terrible wound. It's like the story of Joseph in the Bible, Joseph in the amazing Technicolor dream coat, right? At the end of that story, when his brothers say to him, why would you help us? How can you forgive us? We beat you and threw you down a well and left you for dead. How could you ever forgive us? And Joseph says, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Because Joseph did not hold it against his brothers, he let his meaning of it go, and he moved on and he accepted the gifts of God and moved into a life where he could be truly of service to God and to his community, his whole life opened up and he became prosperous beyond his ever-imagining. And this is our story just like the prodigal son is our story the prodigal son finally realizes living with the pigs feel filled with shame and starving and in the muck and the mire of life feeling guilty and ashamed he finally realizes i could be a servant in my father's house and live better than this this is our story. These stories are in the Bible and even the stories we see on television that resonate so deeply. Like I was talking about the TV show once. They are showing us the truths. You know, I, I keep thinking of E.T. and other movies that move us so much. They are showing us it's time to go home. It's time for us to forgive. It's time for us to recognize and have compassion. And this is how we go home, through forgiveness. Projecting the outward, the anger outward is never going to save us. It's only going to hurt us. Because every time we uh, allow ourselves to make decisions from anger and <laughs> resentment, we are denying that the gifts of the kingdom lie within us. And instead, we're choosing that, that bitter fruit. And we've already eaten enough bitter fruit to make us sick forever. <laughs> that time is long past. And this is why one of the sections I go back to all the time is the development of trust section in the Manual for Teachers. So if you haven't read that lately, I invite you to go to that section, Development of Trust, where it talks about how we're all going to go through these different periods where we're going to learn that if we don't give up the things that we have valued, that stand in the way of our loving heart, then the things that we do value are going to be taken away from us. So remember how Jesus said, to them that have, even more will be given. To them that do not have, even what they have will be taken away. This is the same teaching in the development of trust section. So to those that have a consciousness of love and compassion and forgiveness, and unity, even more will be given. The whole kingdom will be added unto them. And you will recognize the bounty that is yours and has always been yours. Like Dorothy going home. Like the prodigal son going home. Like all these beings and all these stories coming home to themselves. Home to their heart. Home to love. We will recognize it's time for us to go home at some point. And we can simply choose it now, even if we don't know the way home. We can choose it. So you think of the apostle Paul, who was Saul. And Saul was like the, um, the ship, uh, uh, ship's captain uh, from the story of the song "Amazing Grace." He wrote the the lyrics to "Amazing Grace." We we've been lost. We're lost in the muck and the mire of the human ego, but we're found in the Spirit. And when we're found, everything is returned to us, everything, and we recognize that we have these mighty companions walking with us in the invisible. So if you're not feeling peaceful, if you're feeling distressed, and you're feeling like you've made a terrible mess of your life, or a moment, or one thing, then I invite you to turn to page 90 at the end of chapter 5, and the beautiful prayer, very last paragraph of chapter 5. We say to the Holy Spirit this prayer, and the Holy Spirit will respond to our slightest invitation. We say, I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. I choose to let him by allowing him to decide for God for me. So this is our call to forgive ourselves, which means to... To release all judgment against ourselves. We're releasing all judgment against everyone. All all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. Releasing the resentments, no longer valuing that which has no value. We place our hand on our heart in this moment. And we give thanks for the power of love living in our heart. Right now, we tune into that eternal heart flame on the altar of our being, and we recognize I am that I am, and I am one with the Holy Spirit, the higher self, and I am grateful and thankful to choose love now. I surrender. I relinquish the resentments and regrets of the past. I am willing to know the truth it sets me free. I am willing to share the benefits with everyone because I'm one with them. In grace and gratitude, I joyfully allow the healing to be. I let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, and thank you for joining with me today. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Happy Equinox. Mwah.
0: You can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live a course in miracles every day in every way.
2: There is peace. There is quiet.
4: Reverend Paulette's mantra is It's all a prayer. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Letting go in
1: the stillness
2: Inspiration
4: only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace.
3: This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity.
1: Have you always wanted to visit Unity Village, or maybe you long to return? Join the Come Home to Unity Retreat, October 14th to 17th. Meet other Unity people from all over the country. Explore the 100-year-old village and learn more about its founders. Deepen your prayer practice and find a space for solitude on these prayer-saturated grounds. Now's the time for travel and togetherness. Learn more at unityvillage.org forward slash come home.